Arizona basketball has at four guys who are locked in as starters. Who is going to be that fifth one? There's two different options, and we're going to talk about all of that. Let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making your making uh, this your first listen of the day. All right, let's get started here. We are going to talk about where who's going to sh- uh, who's going to start and what exactly is going to be that next role. We got a few more. Uh, we got a few a little bit more to talk about right here. But first, let's talk about Arizona's starting lineup right here for hoops. First thing though that I think everybody knows is that Kylan Boswell will start at the point. Don't listen to any uh, nonsense about how he won't start, whatever the that case may be. They are wrong. He will start. I can guarantee you that Kylan Boswell will start. Sure is. I'm drinking this Powerade Zero right here. And what are you going to get in Kylan Boswell? I think, well, I think you're going to get an all-conference performer. I think you're going to get a player that will probably average about, I don't know, 15 points, four or five assists, three or four rebounds, something like that. That's what I'm looking for, though, out of Kylan Boswell. And not only that, I think that he can. Um, I think that he can be an all-conference player. That's what you're looking for if you're the U of A. You're looking for somebody that can be an all-conference player at the most important position on the court. And in college basketball, I do believe the point guard is the most important position. You could say that in the NBA now that you know the big athletic wing has become that player. Fair enough. I'm not going to argue with that, but I will say that I think in college, if I could have any dominant player, any great player, I am going to go with uh, I'm going to go with the point guard first. Now, uh, who's going to be next to him? Then I think you're probably looking at uh, Jane Bradley um, or Pella Larson. We're going to get to those guys in a second, but who else is going to start? Caleb Love will 100% start. I know that there's people out there that uh, do uh, the question, you know, should Caleb Love start? I'm just going to tell you the way it is. You don't come to the University of uh, you don't come to the University of Arizona after starting three years at North Carolina and not come here with uh, and not come in not come here starting. That's just the way it is. Um, you're always you're you're going to start, and quite frankly, you should start. And on top of that, he's also going to uh, he's also going to. I mean, let's be honest here. He's He's earned that. You don't come from North Carolina. You don't come from North Carolina and um, put up the numbers he did, average the amount of points that he did, drop 30 in final four games, and go somewhere else and not start. I mean, that's just the way it is. And I think that he fits a very, very uh, succinct need for uh, Tommy Lloyd and the Arizona basketball team. And not only do I mean that, um, I think that – and by that, I mean that, yes – he can Arizona needs guys that can make plays off the bounce. And again, I'm not really I'm not really breaking any news there, but Arizona needs those dudes. Can you get uh, can you get to where you need to get to on the court? Arizona didn't have guys like that last year. They didn't have players like that last year. And I think that's where if you're Arizona, you're certainly hoping that uh, that can um, that can change some things. Now, I do think that uh, with Arizona, the one thing you have to you have to know though is that. The Wildcats are 
um, it's going to be a different look for uh, Caleb Love. I think that Hubert Davis is a bad coach. I know that he took him to a championship game, but I watch Hubert Davis and all I see is a high pick and roll or something where you're coming down and you're ISOing for seven and eight, seven, eight seconds. It's very much of an NBA type feel to it. Um, I don't think that that's uh, conducive for somebody like Caleb Love to actually uh, to, for Caleb Love to thrive in. As a matter of fact, I think it's kind of the opposite. Um, I think with Caleb Love at Arizona, he's going to get the ball, and I think he's going to have two to three dribbles to be able to make that move, get to where he needs to on the court, and pull up, whatever the case may be. But that's what I'm looking for out of Caleb Love. But he will start. And um, he's the only player on the team, I believe, that has the potential outside of Kylan Boswell to be the best player on the team. Again, he's a he's a talented guy, and I think that a lot of people are kind of missing the boat on him a little bit. The big thing that I think you want from him is you want him to be able to uh, you want him to be able to score. You want him to be efficient, though, and that's what we're I think that's what we're talking about right here. Can you be efficient while you're doing this? And if you can be uh, if you can be efficient while you're doing this, then um, your Arizona is going to be in a lot of really, I think Arizona is going to be in a lot of good shape right there. As a matter of fact, I think that Arizona is going to be, I think the Caleb love quite frankly is the difference between being a national title contender and being a really, really good team. Again, keep in mind, um, this is a squad that is, uh, um, keep in mind. Um, this is a squad though, that is, you know, you you're a lot tougher now, but you needed one last thing and you needed that dynamic score and getting Caleb love is that dude. Uh, I, again, I don't really, I know that uh, no, uh, North Carolina fans don't think super highly of him. I don't care what they have to say. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I think that, um, you know, I think when it comes to Caleb love, um, they didn't use him right. And you know what? Some of it's probably on him. I get that. Some of it's probably on him. But I don't care. I think Tommy Lloyd's a much better coach, and I think that Tommy Lloyd's going to essentially tell him, "Listen, we're going to give you some creativity. We're going to allow you to do what you want to do, but you got to get to where you want off those two to three to four max dribbles. You're not going to get eight, nine dribbles where the defense just going to key on you. That's not how we play around here. And I think that's a good thing for uh, Caleb Love and for Arizona. But Caleb Love will start. So you have Kylan Boswell who will start. Then you have Caleb Love who will start as well. Then after that, another player that I can guarantee you will start is Kashad Johnson. Kashad Johnson, again, players who start on national championship teams and who drop uh, 13 and um, uh, thirteen and four in that national title game, they don't go to other places where they are not going to start. That is just, uh, that's just not what they do. They, uh, he, he will start. And not only will he start, he will um I think he's going to give something that Arizona has not had in a while. And what I mean by that is he's going to have a, um, he's going to, they're going to bring a tough, he's going to bring a toughness to Arizona that Arizona has not had Arizona. um, You know, with the Julius Tabellas, a Julius Tabellas was very, very good. Don't get me wrong. He did a lot of really good things, but at the end of the day though, there is also, I think, some questions just about Azulis Tabellis' toughness. And that showed, that generally showed itself in big spots right there. Um, and what I mean by that is that he, you know, in a big spot, there was a lot of times where 
it didn't really look like he wanted the ball. And against uh, against Princeton, I think that was never more apparent. Now, again, I don't think that Kashaw Johnson is going to be the player that's going to be demanding the ball, saying, hey, give me the ball and get out of the way. But I also think, though, too, that he is um, – I think there is a uh, – I think there's a level of – uh, confidence there with Kashad Johnson that he is going to go in there and nobody is going to bully him around because that's not how he plays. We're going to talk more about Kashad here in a second because I find him very intriguing. But first, got to talk about FanDuel. All right, FanDuel.com backslash locked on college. FanDuel. Okay. Now, again, we talked about it. This is the crummy time of the year, uh, at least for sports. Not a fan of what I'm watching, it, um, but. It always makes it a little bit more interesting when you have a little bit of a when you have a little skin in the game. Um, I like uh, I like games where you can get in there and you can bet a little bit, especially if it's. I mean, let's be honest here, especially if it's uh, you know a game that I don't have a ton of interest in, a sport that I don't have a ton of interest in. It becomes a lot more intriguing than at that point if you've got uh, if you've got. Um, a little bit more, a little bit of skin in the game right there. So again, check it out. Fanduel.com backslash locked on college. Check it out. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back with you. And we're going to talk more about Kashaw Johnson. Then we're going to get to Umar Ballo. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now we're going to talk about Kashaw Johnson a little bit more. Arizona has not had anybody like him in the Tommy Gunn era where, again, he's about six foot seven, super long, very strong, athletic. And keep in mind, this is a player that Kentucky really wanted. And it wasn't like it was just a cursory, yeah, we'd like to get him and stick him at the end of the bench. He would have played major minutes at Kentucky. Uh, just what happened. And not only would he have played major minutes, he would have also most likely, um, he also most likely, uh, would have probably played 20 minutes per game at Kentucky. So Kentucky really wanted him. That's a big feather in the Tommy Gunn's cap, though, as well. You got to remember that, though, that he beat out Kentucky, John Calipari, for somebody that Kentucky very much wanted, and Kentucky had a real plan on how to use. So you got to keep that in mind right there. That is definitely something that uh, if you're Tommy Lloyd, that, you know, whatever you think about Tommy Lloyd, you got to be, uh, you got to give him some credit on that one because, again, it's, uh, I think it's pretty impressive stuff right there. Now, um, when it comes to uh, Kashad Johnson, what should we expect out of Kashad Johnson? I am going to expect, um, I am going to expect something like, uh, I think he's going to average ten points and eight rebounds per game, somewhere in there. Maybe a tad more, maybe a tad less, but I do expect his numbers to go up a little bit just because of the way that he runs the court. Um, not only does he run the court in a very effective manner. Um, he, uh, he can finish around the hoop. He's going to be able to guard the other team's best player, uh, the best, uh, uh, you know, inside player. So again, there's a lot to like about what he can do right there. Now, uh, Umar Ballo, leader of men, Umar Ballo, Umar Ballo will start. Um, I'm a huge Umar Ballo fan. I think anybody that uh, knows me know that knows that I'm just curious what that next move for him is. Can he become 17 and eight? I don't know. Um, he was 14 and eight this past year. Uh, there were times where it felt like maybe defenses kind of figured him out a little bit, but, um, he also was, uh, he also was, um, how do I put this? Um, 
he improved a ton. He was, uh, he was much, much better. And not only was he much better, um, I, he became a lot better than I thought he was going to be. So take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt. Can he take that next step? I don't know, but I do know one thing he will start and he's probably going to play 25, 28, 30 minutes per game, something like that. Um, and again, if you're Arizona, I think you're just hoping that you can make that next step. If you can make that next step, you're good. You can't. Well, is what it is. Um, but he will start. So those are your four positions right there that you know for a fact are going to start. Kylan Boswell is going to start. Caleb Love is going to start. Kashad Johnson is going to start. Umar Ballo, leader of men, is going to start. Then after that, it's interesting because you got two options, two different dudes, Jaden Bradley and Pella Larson. All right. Pella Larson first. What does Pella Larson bring to the table? Well, we know what Pella Larson brings to the table. Um, besides bringing some Swedish pinballs. He is uh, a dogged defender. He's very, very good. Um, he's a lot better than I thought he was. So, take, again, take everything I'm saying with a uh, with a grain of salt. Um, but – he are he also is limited in uh, he also is limited in some uh, certain capacities. Put it to you like that. Um, he can't dribble. We know that. It just is what it is. He can't dribble. Um, he is a pretty good shooter, but he's also a set. He's also a standstill set shooter. So, which means he can't ever be a Kyle Korver where he's running off screens, where he's getting up threes. You know, whatever the case may be, not gonna be able to do that. Um, but there is a lot that he can do, though. And not only is there a lot that he can do, there's also a lot of, how do I put this? Um, uh, he can defend, he can finish around the hoop. He's pretty strong and he's not a weenie. Um, Arizona needs tougher players out there. Pella Larson's a pretty tough guy. Some of his limitations though, just kind of, well, they limit him. Um, then the other, so again, he's going to play starter minutes. Uh, I don't know if he starts or not. I would personally probably bring him off the bench. Um, I've never really seen anybody that was that stark, the difference in how they were as a starter, as opposed to coming off the bench, I would probably bring him off the bench. Um, we'll find that. We'll find that one out though. Uh, now, um, Jaden Bradley. Now, uh, I like, I like having kind of the two-point guard system. I'm a big fan of Jaden Bradley. I think Jaden Bradley is going to be really, really good for Arizona. Um, he is, uh, again, ex-five-star point guard out of New York, went to Alabama and realized the uh, the error of his ways there at Alabama. But now at, uh, at, now at Arizona, he's also going to – he's going to play starter minutes. Again, I don't know. I don't know if he starts per se or what the case may be. But he's going to play starter minutes. I would prefer him, and again, just me, I would prefer him to come off the bench, um, or excuse me, for him to start. Because I I think, well, quite frankly, I think when you've got a Caleb Love, when you've already got a, a, a Kylan Boswell, I think having another ball handler out there is really nice. And, again, a lot of this, too, is that we've seen Pella – and again, we have a big enough sample size. I don't care what the stats say when people try to say, oh, well, he was as good as a starter as uh, he was as a uh, uh, bench player. No, he's not. If you have eyeballs, I got four eyeballs. I was able to watch and tell and ascertain that he was better coming off the bench. And Tommy Lloyd obviously agreed because that's why he is coming off the bench or that's why he came off the bench. And Pella as a starter looked like me. Pella off the bench looked like Larry Bird. I don't want to really mess with any of that dynamic right there. So I would start Jaden Bradley. My starting lineup would be Kylan Boswell, Jaden Bradley, P 
Kyle Larson, um, or not, excuse me, uh, <laughs> sorry, Colin Boswell, Jaden Bradley, Caleb Love, Kashad Johnson, Umar Ballo, leader of men, and the sixth man coming in right there would be Pella Larson. Pella could check in at any time in the game. Pella could check in at the under 16. Pella could check in at a variety of different times. Um, and then after that, who else could be that other player? Who could be that seventh, eighth guy? Can now, is there that player on the roster? Let's talk about that on the other side. Stick with us. You're listening to Lockdown Wildcats. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. Now, um, let's talk about that seventh eighth guy. We talked about where I would what I would go. We do know one thing: you're going to have a six man rotation right there, in that you're going to have uh, six guys that will all play a ton of minutes. Um, that will all play starters minutes, and that's um, that's kind of uh, that's just kind of where we're at right there. But who could be that seventh or eighth guy? Because I don't like when teams go with uh, – I don't like when teams, I think, unnecessarily put pressure on themselves and come with uh, um, bench – or uh, only six uh, men because I think it gives you – it doesn't give you much of a margin for error. Not only does it not give you much of a margin for error, it also kind of prevents you, I think, from having a – having the ability to um, – having the ability to – I put this, be able to, um, you know, play through some stuff, deal with foul trouble, things of that nature. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, do uh, now Paulius Morauskas, um, I like him. I'm generally a little skeptical of the international players as instant impact type guys um, because there are times where it just doesn't happen. And I think that it's kind of a majority of the time. Now, again, you can watch and a lot of times you'll find players that'll, uh, or you'll find people that'll say, well, you know, uh, errors, uh, they looks good against so-and-so it's just different. I don't care what anybody else says. It's just different when you watch those guys, um, overseas. It's just, it just is what it is. Um, that's why, I, like Henry uh, Henry uh, uh, Vasar could come in with a top thirty-five uh, rating and just really didn't look like he belonged there. Now, uh, Paulius Morauskas, Arizona's got him. Twenty-four-seven uh, has him rated as the one hundred and fourth best player in the country. I'm intrigued by him. I think that he can kind of get where he wants. He can shoot a little bit. Um, he's pretty athletic. He's got some skill. He's got a nice little frame to him. I think that he can play a little bit. I don't know at what level, but I think that he can play a little bit. Um, I'm curious to see if he can be that seventh guy. If Pauly M can be that seventh guy, then I think you're, uh, you feel pretty good about it. Then who could be that eighth guy? I think you'd like it to be Henry Vasar. We all love Henry. Obviously we want Henry to be good. Um, Henry took a big step back uh, from the mid season on, but he is back for year two. And I think we're going to find out very quickly how good Henry's going to be. Is Henry going to be, um, you know, the player that was projected as one of the 35 best players in the country? I don't know. But we'd sure as heck like to be able to see it. Um, and not only that, um, will he be able to be the one of the top 
I don't know, top uh, top 35, top 40 kids, something like that. We'll find out. But he can run the court like the wind, obviously. He can block shots. He can shoot threes. There's a lot to like about what uh, Big Henry can do out there. I'm a fan of Henry. I'd like to see it. And then after that, I'd like to see Dylan get a little bit of run as well. Everybody knows, big Dylan Anderson fan. Obviously, I'd like to see Dylan get a little run. But that's kind of where you're at right now. You know that you got six guys who are locked in. Uh, pardon the pun, locked on. Um, but again, Kylan Boswell, Jaden Bradley, whoever starts between uh, Caleb Love, Pella Larson, Umar Ballo, leader of men, and Kashaw Johnson. Then after that, becomes a little bit more interesting. So we will find that one out. But Tommy Lloyd does have a lot to work with right there. And I'm excited about that because, again, um, uh, he. I think that he took inventory of what he needed this past off season and he made some tough decisions. It wasn't easy because again, I think he really liked Kirk Creesa, but it was better for Arizona to move on from Kirk Creesa. It just was um, wish him nothing but the best, but Arizona has retooled in a big way. And I think that you can expect Arizona to, uh, to uh, bear the, uh, the harvest or whatever the case may be. But as always, um, really, really appreciate you all. We are going to come back tomorrow and we're going to talk about Carter Bryant. We're going to talk about what Carter Bryant, uh, uh, a little bit more in depth, what breakdown his game in the specifics and what you can expect from him at Arizona once he gets here. Because keep in mind, under Tommy Lloyd, the Wildcats are recruiting at a, you know, they're, are, they're going to schedule at a very high level. Jamari Phillips will be talking about as well, maybe a couple other players, but that's kind of where we're at at this point. All right. But as always, really appreciate you making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. We will be back with you tomorrow. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats.